Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. If you can't tell, my microphone is working still, and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, absolutely thrilled. Absolutely thrilled that it is working. Today, it's been a long time since I've done a case study, and normally the case studies I do are interviews on the podcast. However, I have decided I want to try something a little bit new, because not all of my clients are comfortable getting on, because you guys are average people. You're average people, average moms, um, and, and not that having a podcast or getting on a podcast is any kind of extraordinary, but that's just not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody wants to get on a pro, like get on the microphone and be in front of the camera and talk and about themselves. Like that can be really uncomfortable. And so I really don't push it for a lot of my clients because I understand I don't love being in in front of a camera. Like I watch vlogs (laughs) and I'm like I don't have any desire to share my life every single day on camera like that that or even monthly like that just doesn't sound interesting or appealing to me by any means so that being said I have a lot of written testimonials anyways Let's dive into today. So we are going to be talking about a client of mine. She's in her early 20s and she is, has not been formally diagnosed with thyroid imbalances. Okay. Um, she doesn't go to the doctor very frequently. She told me they don't have a primary care physician. Um, you know, they're just not, her and her family are not very interested in going to the doctor. However, over the last several years, her menstrual cycles have been horrendous. She, like, is sick for two to three days of her cycle, meaning um, nauseous, vomiting, um, really tired, and um, what was some of the other things she said? Let me pull up my paper. Crampy, breast tenderness, like the whole nine, right? Like, and she is miserable for two to three days. 
per month, and she went to her doctor. They diagnosed with her, her with PCOS. We, and then they referred her to an endocrinologist. Endocrinologist wanted to do the exact same thing as a primary care physician, which was birth control and metformin. And she does not want to take either one of them, so she's looking for alternative options. She's young. She's going to school. We all know the pain and struggle of, of that. And so ultimately, um, she decided to work with me, get the HTMA testing, figure out what she needs to do, and so she can get back on the right track so she doesn't have to take birth control and metformin um, for this. So what we found in her HTMA and so let me back up and, and kind of share what an HTMA is. It stands for hair tissue mineral analysis. And these hair tissue mineral analysis help give us an indication of what is going on. It is not a diagnostic tool. So if you are looking to be diagnosed with thyroid or PCOS or um, diabetes or whatever, right? Like if you're looking for a name or a label, this is not it. What I can give you is ideas and indications of what's going on and, and tell you. So for this client, um, she was kind of blown away <laughs> because, um, well, let me, let me finish what a hair tissue mineral analysis is and then I'll tell you this. So the, we're looking for different trends. HTMAs have been around for many, many years, and there's a lot of people who are much smarter than me who have been studying different patterns for these minerals inside of the body to get a better idea of what, if this is high or this is low, what are these people prone to? What kind of indications could they potentially have? And so leading to this client that we're going to be talking about. She's sitting across from me today. We did it in my home and in my office and we hung out for a little bit and I was like, um, uh, let me share this too. So she was having problems logging in and doing all the paperwork and everything. And so I was like, no problem. When, when we sit down and meet, we'll go over the most important things, but you know, obviously go fill out the paperwork. So we have some documentation of things. And, um, we got all of that put together. I didn't have a lot of background from her. Okay. So she basically found me, told me a little bit of information about, Hey, I got PCOS. Um, I'm not looking to go that the medical route. I'm looking to do something alternative. And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. So <laughs> we're sitting here and I'm telling her all of these things about, her stress and her psychological components and like how she's feeling and her eyes are just about to fall out of her head because her eyes are wide and she was like, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> so she has something called a calcium shell and calcium increases the voltage necessary for nerve cells to fire. So high tissue calcium levels can depress all of your central nervous system activity and reduce the efficiency 
with which the thyroid hormone and other nutrients are being transported to the cells of the body. So a calcium shell is all is always that word <laughs> associated with significant copper imbalances, even if it's hidden. So we know, I know as a practitioner, maybe if you've studied some of this a little bit, you have an idea. Copper is associated with excess estrogen in the body, which is linked to PCOS, which is linked to emotional components, which is linked to anxiety, depression, bipolar, um, high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, a whole host of things, especially there, there's correlation between the MTHFR gene, if you're familiar with any of that gene type stuff, and um, copper and things like that. So I, the work that I do with women and hormones and thyroid, I'm always looking, I'm always looking for that hidden copper. Um, so the copper causes emotion, emotion, uh, that word, your emotions to fluctuate. Let me say it that way. While the calcium acts to stabilize the person. So the shell numbs and protects someone, right? From excessive stress. It is also associated with the psychological component of being withdrawn, defensive, um, detached from reality. A lot of people will say, I feel like I'm living behind a wall or I feel like a shell of a person. I just don't feel like myself or I'm, I'm sitting there watching my kids and my husband and I just, I feel not included. Like I don't feel like I can connect with people. And we feel like there's some kind of wall, some kind of barrier that is preventing us emotionally from connecting. And this is, this is Shannon's belief. This isn't anything else. But I think of that as like depression or a form of depression where we want to engage, we want to interact, we want to be a part of the situation, but we just can't get there. And so when you're going to your doctor and you're saying, I just don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm not connecting. I feel sad. I feel, you know, um, not a part of things. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. In my mind, I'm looking at this like, yeah, you, you have a calcium shell. <laughs> this is the depression. This is the anxiety. This is, these are the things that are holding you back. So let's support your minerals to help bring down that calcium shell to help you feel like you can engage and be a part of things um, and feel like yourself. So anyways, let's continue on. There is also um, some psychological patterns that we see when it comes to uh, these HTMAs. And for this particular client... Um, she also has what is called a step-down pattern, and this pattern is associated with being defensive or stubborn, kind of digging your heels in, and this is like a double defensive pattern. So she has high calcium to magnesium, which is associated with defending one's position, and elevated uh, sodium to potassium relationship which is a tendency towards anger, aggression, and willfulness. And so 
<laughs> I, I mean, think about it. Remember, like, when you were in your early 20s, like, you totally thought you knew what you were doing and you knew all the things about life, <laughs> especially if you were living with your parents and they think they know better and you think you know better and I'm an adult kind of situation. And you're going to be, a, you're going to snap, you're going to be aggressive, you're going to be, um, you know, those types of things. And so I'm sitting there telling these things to this girl and she's looking at me like, how the heck do you know this about me? <laughs> you know, like, have you been <laughs> spying on my, you know, on us at our house or like, you know, or just different things with her friends and all of, all of that. And so I always love, I always love being able to tell people about themselves. And then here's another interesting thing is, so when we look at hormone balancing, there are four harm, four, I don't know, pillars maybe of hormone balancing. Or maybe a pyramid is a better. I always like when I depict this in like an image. It's it's always um, a pyramid because they build on top of each other. So at the base level of our hormones, we have leptin and ghrelin. Then we have blood sugar and cortisol. Then sex hormones. Then thyroid hormones. And here's another kind of interesting thing: the higher the thyroid ratio. With the HTMA, the less a person is eating. So I asked her, I said, hey, do you eat a lot? And she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, it's funny you bring that up because my mom, um, she just meal prepped with uh, somebody this past week and brought home containers of food and they had, you know, chicken and veggies and rice and whatever. And her mom's like, oh, good, you're going to eat. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, thanks, you know. But the, again, the interesting thing is, is like the higher the number, the less amount people are typically eating. And when they do eat, they're eating cookies, cakes, uh, chips, um, candy, like anything that is fast and easy, or they may grab, uh, um, uh, like a coffee or a Mountain Dew or something that isn't nutrient dense because I don't have time to eat. And she's sitting there just looking at me like, how do you know these things about me? <laughs> so I love HTMAs for that reason. Okay. I love being able to like, yes, tell people, Hey, you're validated and feeling this way. But there's also things that we can do about it if you want to change. Well, and of course, like most people, once they get to this point, like they want change. They want to feel like themselves. They want to feel engaged and um, connected to people, I would say, is probably the biggest thing. And so for this particular person, and for the sake of like the podcast, because you guys can't visually see <laughs> the testing. And to be honest, most people look at it and they're like, yeah, I have no idea what these bar graphs mean. Um, we're going to, I'm going to kind of walk through the mineral relationship and, and the reason that I can tell so many things. So again, this is not a diagnostic tool. Um, it, I can't diagnose anybody with anyone, any of this. So <clears throat> We're sitting across and I was like, okay, so do you have 
heart palpitations? Do you have a racing heart? Do you have arrhythmias or things like that? And she was like, yes. So then I showed her on the test. I said, there's an imbalance between calcium and magnesium relationship, which is leading to the heart palpitations, the racing heart, all of that, especially since her potassium is really low. So when potassium is really low, this will lead to that lack of cellular sensitivity, cold hands, cold feet, numbness, um, <clears throat> things like that. So she, <laughs> so we, we are starting to see that she needs to improve the relationship between calcium and magnesium. This is also going to help with blood sugar um, and the heart, right? A lot of us um, know someone who has had a heart attack or heart disease or stroke or things like that. And there's more and more research, and I don't have the, the article in front of me, so don't quote me on this, but um, there's more and more research coming out and showing that magnesium in the right forms. Now, please keep in mind, this is informational purposes only. Um, this isn't like, go take your husband off heart medication. Please don't do that. <laughs> but magnesium has been shown to be more effective than a lot of, um, uh, like, statin-type drugs. And it's also important to note that there are many, many different forms of magnesium. So you need to work with someone for the dosage, the kind of magnesium. Um, most of the magnesium on the market, if you just go to Walmart or whatever, is magnesium oxide, which can cause other imbalances like anemia. Um, and it's also a diuretic. So it's going to, not a diuretic, um, a laxative. That's where that I was looking for. So it's going to cause the food to move through you very, very quickly. And then you're not absorbing the nutrients that we need potentially from the food. So we need to be very, very careful about the magnesium that we're taking. Okay. All right. So the next one that we're going to talk about for this client is depression and hypothyroidism. So with the elevated calcium that we talked about in relationship to potassium, this is associated with that hypothyroid. We're going to deal with all of, all of the thyroid symptoms, um, the constipation, cold hands, cold feet, weight gain, resistant weight loss. We're also going to see that depression that is often accompanied with hypothyroidism. Diverticulosis. So this is a disturbance in the normal balance between calcium and magnesium which can cause abnormal muscular contractions and relaxation. So the present pattern that she's experiencing is very minimal, but she is having some intestinal um, disturbances in terms of mobility and inflammation. And this can be associated with that intestinal um, diverticulosis, where, again, associated with that calcium and magnesium. So... For her, we are working with <laughs> rebalancing those out, getting her the right um, the right balance, getting her the right nutrients, right foods, and things like that. We're also seeing dry skin and dry um, hair, skin, nails, that kind of thing. Um, and this for this is associated with well, actually, okay, my brain wants to say this. <laughs> you can visibly see on her face, some dry patches. Okay. So, um, 
when calcium is elevated, the moisture of the skin is dependent upon adequate fluid retention in the cells. Excess calcium can cause a loss of cellular fluid content or dehydration contributing to dry skin. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. She's like, I wake up in the middle of the night so thirsty. She's like, I will, I literally have to wake up and go drink like 20 ounces of water in the middle of the night. And she's like, sometimes I have to do that multiple times. And I was like, here we go, <laughs> right? There's, there's evidence of that excessive thirst that we're seeing. The next thing that we see for her is fatigue. So when calcium is high, especially related to potassium, meaning potassium is low, this will indicate an underactive thyroid. This is probably the most common pattern that I see <laughs> with clients um, that I work with obviously, because I work with thyroid and <laughs> fatigue is a big part that is associated with low thyroid function. And so for her, well, for everybody, okay, I, I kind of broke this down and I said, listen, a big part of this has to be done with your nutrition. I can't supplement you to fix this calcium to potassium ratio. Like you, you're going to have to put in the effort to do the food. And she was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> so, um, for all of you guys that don't think that food is associated with that, I beg to differ. <laughs> um, the, all the selenium, all of the iodine, all of the, uh, what are some of the big, um, uh, thyroid things and isotol, um, I don't know, vitamin D is another one that I see. All of these other supplements out there that are supposed to help you with thyroid can, they're not really addressing what is happening, um, especially if you're not changing some of your diet. So, okay, next, how many more do we have for her? I think, so one, two, three, four, five. We have five different areas. Two of them are related, so we'll talk about that in a second. The next one, I asked her, do you have heartburn? Do you have indigestion? Do you, do, you know, does food sit heavy in your stomach? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, it's so uncomfortable. Well, on her test, we see high sodium in relationship to low potassium. These are, this is associated with gastritis-like symptoms, so heartburn, indigestion, GI issues, and this is where a lot of people will take Tums or, you know, antacids or whatever. If you look at the bottle of an antacid, it's like, do not take more than, you know, three months at a time or whatever, because what it's doing is it's causing that sodium to potassium pump to kind of shut off, which is going to keep you stuck in the heartburn, indigestion, you know, all of those different things. And those nutrients, those minerals are associated with making good quality stomach acid. And when we don't have good quality stomach acid, then we can't break down our food. Then we're dealing with malabsorption. Then we're dealing with more heartburn and indigestion because food is having to sit so long in your stomach because your body can't break it down because it doesn't have the stomach acid and it doesn't have the enzymes. So then we experience the um, fermentation process, which is the burping and the heartburn and all of that discomfort. 
The next one we're going to talk about is hypothyroid type tendencies. So again, the high calcium relative to the potassium indicates a tendency towards low thyroid function. And it has been found that an elevated TSH, even when circulating T3 and T4 are normal, can be an early indication of hypothyroidism. So many of my clients, this client particularly, does not have a quote-unquote thyroid diagnosis, but she's having all of the symptoms. She's having all of these these indications and tendencies towards this. Um, And I did ask her, they, they have not tested her thyroid at all. Um, they should, especially since she went to an endocrinologist, but you know, it is what it is. So again, we want to be balancing out that calcium to potassium ratio. We get potassium from fruits, from veggies, um, mainly. And so if we are skipping those or thinking, oh, I shouldn't be eating this banana because it's high in sugar, not okay, guys. Bananas really aren't the best source of (laughs) potassium, Um, but that's besides the point. Or potatoes. I see a lot of people cutting out potatoes. And you guys, one medium-sized potato with the skin on has about a 1,000 milligrams of potassium. And for us with thyroid issues, you need the potassium. You need to have it in there. So don't be afraid of potatoes, okay? All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is type 1 and type 2 insomnia. Okay, so she has both of these. So two types of insomnia, words. Um, (laughs) Have you guys been fumbling over your words? I have been fumbling over my words for days. Okay, so two types of insomnia should be distinguished in order to determine the effective um, treatment here, okay? So insomnia can be categorized in two different ways. Number one, by going to sleep but waking up frequently in the middle of the night is associated with an increase in magnesium requirement. And the person who tosses and turns all night, even though they may have they may be unaware of it, could be suffering from also an increase in magnesium. So this particular person, she is having type one where she can't fall asleep and then she's waking up frequently in the middle of the night. So we are having two different kinds of issues, (laughs) Um, two different types of insomnia. So she's tired, she's dragging all day, she's trying to study and focus. Um, Oh, one other thing we didn't really go over with her. I meant to, but I forgot because we we were going over all of the other things was, um, some ADD, ADHD type signs and symptoms with her where we're just not seeing the minerals that are needed for focusing and retaining information and all of those wonderful things. So when you add poor sleep on top of that, it's like that cloudy, foggy brain, the words, all of that can be compounded to make you just feel, I'm going to say worthless. And and maybe that's not the, the best wording for that, but you're going to just feel like it's going to tank your self-esteem. It's going to tank your self-image, 
even if you have a good self-image, and I have found, okay, and I'm speaking from my own personal (laughs) experience, when I'm not sleeping well at night, when my minerals are all messed up, when life is crazy and throwing me all these curveballs and I am not able to think through and process through the things that I should be, it hurts my self-esteem. I feel stupid. I feel worthless. I feel lazy. I feel inadequate. And I'm looking at all of these other women who like seem to have their all, their whole life together. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. Let's go over the last one for her. So water retention, you guys, she has been working out hard for the last four months. And she's like, I am gaining weight instead of losing weight. So part of this is the electrolytes and things that she's drinking with it are very, 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 very high in sodium. And then she's eating other salty foods and whatever. So her sodium is kind of through the roof. Her potassium is really low. And this is causing an increase in that water retention. And this mechanism in the body related to the body, increases fluid retention to compensate for the increased sodium load. So I wouldn't say her foods are overly sodium-based, but the electrolyte drink that she is drinking is really high, which is also suppressing and pushing pushing down the potassium exasperating the, all of the other issues. So for this particular person with BCOS, and as we can kind of see some hypothyroid symptoms, we are starting to work with the body in a very specific process and order. And this is something that I think is really important for everybody to understand is I can't, even though like I want to go towards the copper and I want to like fix her hormones right away because she came to me for that, right? She came to me for hormones. But the reality of this is if I don't set a good solid foundation to begin with for her, she's not going to be successful long-term. So for phase one, two to three months, depending, like some people can implement it really quickly and do really well. Other people struggle. And so for her, we're going to kind of see How long does it take you to implement these changes, to do the work, to take the supplements, you know, all of the different things and start to see results. Um, Then at that phase, what we will most likely do is either retest or we'll start adding in a few things to balance out the copper and all of the other imbalances (laughs) so we can tackle those nasty hormones that are impacting her life every single day, every single month, because her cycle is crazy. She's sick. She's missing work. She's missing school. Like it's impacting her life overall. All right, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I will see you on the next. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews!
pretty please.